I think that every woman should know how to run her business. There comes a moment though when doing all the busy bee work is actually costing her. It's costing you. When you're doing work that you suck at and you don't really like, instead of the money-making activities that brings in the big profits and the big revenue, there comes a moment where it just isn't logical anymore. And so with that being said, I have an interview I want you to listen to with my sister veteran wife, Melissa. And her business, Paper Chaser Biz, talks about what it might be helpful to you when you're thinking about hiring a virtual assistant, what mistakes people make when they hire, and really just what the benefit to you is. So enjoy. Hey, this is Mary Bicknell. Welcome to Lead a Life Uncommon. This is for you if you're a woman business owner, female entrepreneur, and you've gotten stuck. You've hit some ceiling, an income ceiling, some time ceiling. Maybe you've lost your belief a little bit. Maybe you're not in love with your business. Or maybe you already are soaring in success, but you just want some new strategies, some new ideas. That's what we're going to talk about. Mindset, sales, strategy, planning, getting shit done so that you can ultimately do whatever the hell you want to do because you deserve to have a life and a business that you love. Are you ready? Let's go. Hey, everybody. Oh my gosh. I am so excited to share with you somebody that's been in my world for a long time. And she and I really haven't had the chance to connect like we're connecting today. Melissa Whiteford St. Clair. Now, doesn't that sound so like, like she, you know, she, she needs to be writing more, right? Writing some more novels. That sounds so official. She's the owner of Paper Chaser Biz, and she's a certified virtual expert. She helps busy women solopreneurs. And as you know, she helping with overload, you're doing it all. She wants to take some stuff off your plate and really help you with your passion projects. Catch a breath. I love that. Simply just catch a breath. That gave me chills. Um, Making a beeline to entrepreneurship as a military spouse. And this is one of the things, of course, that she and I have in common. She's masterful at making connections, networking, and collaborating with others. That is a skill that she has that... I wish I had more of, you should check out her social. And because when you opened that, um, one day I saw you doing that where you were like unwrapping a book that you had received from your husband and just the way you talk, Melissa, I, I just couldn't wait for us to talk. So she shares her business expertise as a speaker, a mentor, and a workshop leader on multiple platforms. And she is a poet. Um, she's also the founder of White Girl Advocacy, LLC. She's building a community of lifelong learners and advocates for social justice. And we'll have a conversation about that another time. But today it's all business. So welcome, Melissa. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. I know. Well, first of all, I love the B. Um, motif and everything about that in your business. And for those of you who are watching us over on YouTube, you can see even in the background of her new beautiful office that she has a gorgeous honeycomb. Those of you on the podcast, pop over to the YouTube channel so that you can see her beautiful office. Tell us why the B is for you. Have you left a five-star review or a comment? Have you asked me a question? I respond to every single thing. I don't farm this out to my assistant. I want to hear directly from you. So the B has a dual meaning. Um, When I first started my business, I thought I was going to serve in more of a consulting role. Um, But what I found was small business owners really needed a worker bee. 
Yeah. So they needed that industrious person in their admin office, supporting them, helping them. Uh, and in Greek, Melissa means honeybee. So yes, I didn't know parallel, that. parallel uh, meanings there. So I love that. That's the that's God in the universe all working together together to give that to you. I love that. That's amazing. <laughs> so you've had your business since twenty uh, since two thousand and six. So as of the time of this recording, oh my goodness, you're celebrating sixteen and a half years. Congratulations! Thank you. It's gone by fast. I know. Yes. Like it zooms fine. <laughs> so one of the things I wanted to ask you a couple things. So here's what we're going to be talking about today is when do people need to hire someone like you? What are the most common, um, things that you take over that some of us just think, you know, oh, we can do it ourselves. And how much of it do you have to deal with, with clients, right? Where it really is that moment where you're trying to let them know, these are things that I can do for you and helping them let go of control. Cause right. If we're a solopreneur, we're out there, you know, we're the finder, minder grinder, we're doing it. We get to a certain level and we know we can't move forward unless we get support but it's hard sometimes to turn over. So some of the things I want to talk about is like trust building and relationship building. But first, Mm -hmm. I guess, tell me a little bit about like, what is, what's the, what are the main things that somebody in a small business or a solopreneur should be turning over to an expert like you? Well, and, and I will say first and foremost, all of our mission should be to automate as much as possible. Hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) And aside from that, a virtual assistant, a virtual expert can help you identify those things to automate because there are new programs every day and that play nice with each other so they can be combined to do processes that you are doing manually that need to be done, but they don't necessarily need to be done by you. Yes. So looking looking at things that you already have in place that you're already doing, the systems are smooth, can it be automated or delegated? So having some checklists or even more formalized into standard operating procedures. Oh, that yeah. sounds like a big word, but it is I really love it. Kind I love of a glorified checklist, a little <laughs> how-to. Yeah. So yeah. No, I agree hundred percent. That's why I have you here because one of the things that I like to talk about with clients is time tracking and figuring out mm-hmm. what, and then I have this something called of the formula M-A-D-E made. It's like me, I'm the only way I can do it. Then automate, delegate and eliminate. And like mm-hmm. turning it over to someone like you who can put those systems into place because systems I say are sexy because when we have these systems in place, we're not like hurried and harried and, you know, worn out. So tell yes. me a little bit about when you actually, so you probably go in and do an assessment in someone's business to help them figure out what can be automated. Mm-hmm. And so give some examples of like, what does that even look like? What are some things that people are con- still doing? Well, nobody's still writing a check by hand, hopefully, but there, what are people still doing that, that, um, really should be, and can be automated. So if you can automate, well, since you said checks, we'll, we'll go right into that accounting. So yeah. if you are using an accounting software, if invoices are, can be automated as recurring, um, or using that time tracker, that timesheet to then flow into the invoice creator and then having someone else send that invoice out. 
Yeah. I have one client who has a lot of emotionality around billing and invoicing. So I do that for him and it takes the pressure off of whatever he's feeling around the invoicing, the asking for money or the getting paid part. Um, because I know when I hit send on that invoice, he's getting paid, so I'm getting paid. Um, and it, that just you know works nicely if you know you have some accounting software platform in place. Right. Um, and then again, looking at onboarding. So how do team members or clients or customers or other membership uh, affiliate entities come on to your company? Can those things be automated or, again, delegated, um, sending out welcome emails or sending out requests for W-9s if they're a subcontractor? So really looking at each element of that is a priority in your business, revenue generating, um, how can you get it done efficiently and effectively and keep doing what you love? Uh, while it's taking care of itself or someone else is taking care of it for you. Right. So let's go back to the, the gentleman that you mentioned, one of your clients about the emotionality, you know, like it, it, I'm a believer, right. And one of the things I coach and consult with clients is like, you can only grow to the level that you're personally willing to grow. Right. Because right. When we have our own business, it's a challenge and we got to show up in different ways than we've never done before in all kinds of new things. And definitely people who send out, right. That money exchange is new. What are Mm -hmm. some of the other things that you notice people, you know, that, that whether you work with them specifically to help them like kind of let go of, you know, their fingers are tight, right. We're on the steering wheel and we're white knuckling it just to like, like what is part of you telling them what they're going to get back, right? By hiring someone like you, we always are looking, of course, at return of investment. So mm-hmm. by hiring you, what are some of the things that you can give back to them as far as their time, their money, or their emotions like this gentleman? Yeah, uh, all of the above. Yeah. And you know, it, it varies by client yeah. um, because you know what pain points are your projects, you know, giving you and, you know, how you're feeling about them. Um, And I have another client that runs a, um, an organization that benefits military spouses. Uh, So she is super passionate about what she does, but she can sometimes get an email that gets in her OODA loop, but by handing it off to me with a neutral, um, mindset about it about the communication i can respond take it off her plate take that uh, you know pain away and respond on the organization's behalf in a professional manner and she can not have to be bothered with that issue uh, so you know i'm handling that communication in a proper way well uh, just that right? Just that alone is so valuable because just like you said, sometimes things come up with clients and, you know, we're busy wanting to do the work that we want to do and it can throw us for a loop one by not having a system in place, but certainly by not having and delegating that having someone like you going in, like you said, and you have no emotional tie. So you can show up representing that, um, your client, right. In a way to their client that, that there's no, uh, funny, you know, feelings or the wrong right. word being said, or that they don't have to worry about it. Just take over. 
Absolutely. I think that that is um, definitely one of the things that most people don't even consider, right? As as having someone else, just like completely managing their mm-hmm. back end, their customer service, or just their emails, just taking, just having someone take that over because that can be a black hole. Yes. Yes. I mean, and and when you talk about emails, I have another uh, virtual expert in my network who is a Gmail guru. So she can set up all kinds of rules so you don't even have to see emails. Um, you know, she's immediately filing them or immediately deleting them or handling them on behalf of the client uh, or someone on her team is. So that is a, you know, a, a big part of a fall down for small business owners is your email and calendaring. Yes. yes. Uh, for sure. Um, and to give your business uh, the image of a level up, of handing that off to someone, assistant at name your business, Yes, having someone else handle some uh, of your communications just gives a whole nother level of integrity and um, professionalism. A hundred percent. I definitely agree. Tell us the experience. Like after you've been working with a client for like a month or two, or maybe 90 days in. So she comes in and she's like, Oh my God, you know, I, I really need this. Like I'm working 50 hours. I'm doing all these tasks that really are outside of my genius zone. And I, she, like you said, she wants to level up. She wants to bring, you know, bring you in as part of her team. What, what is the, your favorite part, right? Cause we all kind of have <laughs> our favorite parts with our clients when they have that moment of like light bulb above their head, their aha moment. What's that like for someone? So paint that picture. So if somebody's listening right now, they're thinking, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Explain the, like the result, even after the first month or two. Oh, right. So, you know, there, there's always that um, uh, learning curve. Sure. But once things start flowing, uh, it is just so rewarding to get an email from a client saying, you know, you are saving me so much time. Yes. Uh, I can, you know, focus on other things. Yes. Uh, you know, you're getting my voice and, you know, my um, company vibe so quickly. Mm, um, and, you know, being able to help them research somebody wants to get a particular business certification. What does that take? They are not taking time out to find out that checklist that they need to provide to get the certification. A virtual assistant, virtual expert can do that kind of research and keep you moving forward with that certification quicker. So it it is so rewarding. Um, You know, I feel like I can see them on the other end with a big smile and with a finger by the side of their face saying, hmm, what can I delegate next? Because that is me. That is exactly me because I have virtual experts on my team for some things that are routine and I'll bring in another specialist if I need to. I I launched a course and I had a project manager who was phenomenal. She took full ownership of everything that needed to be ticked off before the launch and was telling me, okay, I need this by then you need to contact with this, but connect with this by then. And it was so successful and not as stressful for me. Yes. I I think that that's part of it, right? Because we're not good at everything, even if we want to. Right. And, um, 
And so to hire someone who already has the experience, the savvy, and, and I believe that, right. When we hire somebody on it, on our team, they need to know more than we do. Not only have they need to know they've done it before, but they need to ask me questions or tell me, I just want someone sometimes to tell me, just like you said, your project manager, right. (laughs) I don't want to have to think about it. I want to say, this is the end result. This is the goal. Like you're the expert on timelines or what have you, like I need you to tell me because gosh, don't you find that people just, this is one of the other things I think you really take over for people is that decision fatigue. Mm -hmm. We have so many decisions we have to make and God knows planning out a a launch. And I've, I've had hundreds of launches that is so much work, so many emails, so many timelines, so many, this, so many, that, and just to have somebody else take over and not have to make all those decisions. Do you find that is like a relief for them as well? Oh, definitely. Um, you know, because that person, uh, that virtual assistant, virtual expert is going to become familiar with your business and most importantly with you. Uh, and so then having the ability to be that ally and strategic partner to you know, step up when you are stepping out uh, right. of your comfort zone. Uh, that makes a whole difference because, uh, you know, you can identify a roadblock and you think, oh, I really need to work on X. But if I spent a little bit of my budget and had somebody else do X, you'd already be started. So, right. yeah, it, and, and I'm, I'm giving myself that, that self-talk right now because I have to make <laughs> a decision here in, in a few days on something. So. Yeah. Right. Well, I think too, the other thing too, is people really need to look at the ROI, no matter who it is when they're hiring somebody. Right. So Mm -hmm. if they can make X number of dollars and hire someone who's Mm -hmm. even if it was even right, even if you, you like what you charge is the same as what Sally Joe charges, even Mm -hmm. taking that off the plate releases some of that tension for her. But truly, you know, we have to look at like, how much more time am I getting back that I'm in actually in the zone, my genius zone, and maybe doing the selling I'm doing the work. I'm the face Mm -hmm. of my business. And, and that's what we should be doing. Right. Is like, as my, as as I'm my business owner, and of course with my clients, it's like they are the face of the business. They are the ones that need to be showing up. They need to be speaking on stages or doing the podcast, like all of these things that if they don't do, that's such a critical factor uh, in their mm-hmm. business. So having somebody behind the scenes doing the, the the teamwork and keeping it all coherent. I think this is yes. another thing. You know, um, how, how does this work for you and your clients is like having things that the consistency, right. And like, talk a little bit about that, because I'm sure you've gone in and had to maybe dismantle people's businesses on one level, right. Because they've had structures in place that weren't consistent, that were kind of like Harry, you know, like kind of all over the place. Like what are some areas besides automation and just some of the research that you've had, that you found that you kind of have to untangle for people? Mm. So one of my most requested services is electronic newsletter support. Yes. So people know how important that you know consistent communication is. Yes. Hitting the inbox on a regular basis. Uh, so helping clients not piecemeal. Uh, you know, yes. delegate those pieces and let the virtual expert, virtual assistant, do the legwork. Uh, if you are getting things uh, for your newsletters from outside sources. So let them, you know, bird dog and get things together instead of you sending the emails back and forth. 
or if you have the content and you're not sending out something, yeah. whether it's a social media image or a newsletter, um, because of the um, formatting, but I'll say fatigue, the fiddle and fool. Um, somebody <laughs> loves doing all that. Uh, the, that virtual expert or virtual assistant is going to be um, very diligent and very structured uh, and you know not afraid to make uh, suggestions about what they're seeing because they want you to be efficient so they can be efficient so they can move on to support their next client because more likely they are working with multiple clients. Right. Well, two yeah. things that you said, one is that, you know, that you love things you, you love certain things that you do because that's your business that I might not love. Right. It's like, oh, I don't love doing that. It may be fun for me or I may dabble in it, but I, I'm like, it's not the driving force. So that's one thing. But mm -hmm. I like what you said too. The other thing too, is really efficiency. It's like you're part of what you do with your clients is helping them be actually more efficient mm -hmm. in their own business. And then you're more efficient. And I think that that takes, you know, that is that part of that relationship when we're, when we have somebody that is on our team is learning that skill. And I know sometimes solopreneurs. And I mean, I was definitely guilty of this where it's like, it's still that learning. It's like, um, how to communicate or what's the process or, you know, having that boundary where it's just like, you know, mm -hmm. just like winging it and sending something. I don't do that now, of course, but you know, people do, right. It's like that right. inconsistency and you're yeah. just like, here's the, here's the line and here's the expectation. Mm -hmm. How does that, how do clients react to that in the beginning? Like, is that a challenge for them? Because as solopreneurs, it can be, you know, again, bringing a team member in. What does that look like for them? Yeah, I would say it's kind of 80-20. So <laughs> most people are ready to just say, get this off of me, right? <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> Take it off my plate. Um, but then there's a small percentage who really uh, are hesitant to let go. But once they see that the systemization, systematization yeah. <laughs> um, does work and makes things more efficient, uh, and then you are, I'm like waiting with bated breath. What, what can, how can I help you next? So, you know, you're like the little, the little uh, yeah. animal over here. How can I help you? So. I love yeah. that. So are there any industries specifically that you work with or what are your thoughts around like the, that all businesses require similar tasks, right? Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Like for, for me, I'm a very big, like I have seven pillars. I work with clients and I'm like every business, a billion dollar business to a small business. Like there's certain, certain things that need to happen within every single business period, marketing, mm -hmm. selling, et cetera. So do you see that? Or do you find that certain industries that you work with, there are seeming to require something differently. So in other words, what's your, who is your favorite? Like your best idea. Oh my gosh, please Lord, let me have a hundred of that person. lined up. <laughs> well, and it's interesting because I network, you know, with a variety wow. of people from a variety of industries, but my clients tend to be female service providers Yeah, and, you know, they may have a book or some e-products, uh, but their main, um, mission is to directly serve their client. And so that that's really ideal. Uh, and in that, so of course, it's going to be re uh, revolving around communications. 
So the prospecting and sales, marketing, uh, and then the onboarding and making sure it's a smooth process, whatever service that you are providing. And then how do they, you know, offboard or continue? So having all of those life stages in place when you're working with your client. So, so are, are most of your clients online and offline or are they predominantly online business owners? Uh, predominantly online, actually. Yes. Yeah. So how do you, what if you notice a change, you know, now that we're like post COVID. So as the, as this is going live, right, we're just heading into 2023. Like what have you noticed as far as a shift in, you know, the online space? I uh, like that. I'm always curious on that because we all have our own perspective on how it's changed our businesses. Right. So, uh, of course, uh, for me, being in the industry so long, uh, I was hashtag work at home, you know, before the pandemic and yep. then loved that the pandemic, uh, my uh, career was pandemic proof uh, and really skyrocketed for a lot of my folks in my network, especially those event support yes. and event planning uh, folks. Um, and then I think coming out though, I feel like there was a little bit of a lull. Um, people seem to be kind of holding back of letting go. Again, uh, I think just the uncertainty, but now I feel like it's picking up again as people are becoming more confident um, and really, you know, wanting to hit the ground running again to kind of now make up for lost time after feeling a little uh, uncertain coming out of the pandemic. That's just my um, observation. So, and I I would say, uh, you know, talking to other people in my industry um, that they felt the same, Um, but really now people want to be efficient and effective and, you know, just keep moving forward. Yes. Amen. Well, Thank you for today. I know that there's so much more. So two things. One is how can people find you? Ah, thank you. You can make a beeline to my website, paperchaserbiz.com. There is a freebie on there to help you determine what you might delegate. So keep your small business humming is a free guide uh, by just popping in. I love that. Everybody needs that, right? Because I think that that's the perfect freebie. That's the perfect guide for everyone because we don't always know. So go right there to her website, download that, find out what you need to hire her for. So let me end with asking you the question I ask every guest. How do you define leading a life uncommon? Mm, Leading a life uncommon. Uh, Being the best me I can be to help my neighbor, help others be the best they can be. Mm, That's beautiful. Melissa, thank you so much. I am so glad that you shared all your wisdom today. Bye everybody. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Hey, thanks for listening. Pop over to marybicknell.com slash gifts. I want to give you the fear breakthrough formula. This is going to help you bust through some of that limiting thinking because I know that what the, the bottom line is fear is in the way of success. So what got you where you are, my friends, is not going to get you where you want to go. And fear, a lot of times, has something to do with it. So let me give you this breakthrough. I'll talk to you soon.